This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 217. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. On bonus episode 217 we are going to take a look forward to what horror movies are going to grace our screens in 2020. Now this was a suggestion that came in for this bonus episode and will tie into the Thirsty Thirsty live stream that is also happening tonight the night of this recording going out. So what I decided to do with Thursday Thursday is make it more topic based and since we've relaunched it and we're having fun catching up and answering questions and doing a lot of fun stuff I thought it might be pretty cool that occasionally to drag one of the topics for Thursday Thursday over into a podcast format where they're applicable and where they would work. And this one seemed quite an interesting one so we're really going to be talking about the titles that we can expect. Um, and kind of my views, advanced views with little to no knowledge um, on them. So we're giving a bit of context about these titles roughly when they're coming out. Uh, we know rough months, we don't always know release dates. And I've also got a list of movies which are expected to drop this year uh, with no dates currently against them. So that is what we're going to be doing on this episode. Now, Let's catch up with what is happening under the stairs. Well, for podcasts under the stairs, we dropped a little episode for Andy Loves Art House way back at Monday. And then this coming Sunday, we're going to drop another little episode in that Arrow video assortment that we're doing. We're going to be looking at Days of Anger, a little bit of spaghetti western action that I am very much looking forward to with Lee Van Cleef. This should be like, it should be a no brainer. should be awesome. On the network, the Teapots Collective, which I hope you're all out there subscribed to, um, tomorrow, on Friday, we drop The Return of Chronicle. So it's episode one of season three of Chronicle. The archives are also on that feed if you want to go back and listen to the first two series. There's about 12 episodes in total. You can listen to them as a warm-up into the new season, which I will say, that first episode recorded, I'm immensely proud of, of how that's turned out. And I hope that you all enjoy it. We also, on this main feed here, gave you a little teaser of what else you can expect on that second feed, the Teapots Collective feed, by giving you the first episode of Opera Omnia, which dropped a week ago. So yeah, hopefully you guys come across and check it out. In a week's time, we will be dropping the return of doing the Nasty Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1, with my new co-host Mark Ball, looking at the first two of what will be 82 movie reviews on the Tier 3 of the Video Nasty list. So yeah, tons of stuff coming up on the Teapots Collective, so go across. Please make sure you're subscribed to that feed so you don't lose out on any content. Over the year, we're going to be bringing more shows, um, and hopefully spinning out those into individual feeds but baby steps one step at a time Uh, I want to build up the brand first and then see where we can go with it and then of course on your podcast under the stairs feed we're just killing it as always three episodes a week uh, minimum three episodes a week delivering the goods and yeah this coming Monday I've got something a little bit special planned a special January episode and yeah there's also I think The Grudge comes out this weekend as well as the turning in the UK so there'll be two bonus reviews incoming inbound on those horror titles as well as and when I get a chance to check them out of the cinema. Right let's take a short break you're going to hear promos for shows that I love. When I return we're going to be looking at the year that will be 2020 what horror delights are in store we'll find right out right after this. Want to learn more about horror directors with a lighthearted look at three of their movies? Meet fearless podcaster Gore Blimey. I've been unsettled by bats in the past and startled by parrots, and I've even been known to jump at the odd cockatoo. Discover horror films that are classics, and others too. 
There's a topless aerobics massacre, an exploding rock singer, cannibals, nude martial arts, a deep fried But it's not all silliness. You'll get proper movie breakdowns, opinion, and background information too. Yep, in the 80s and 90s, Jeff Stryker was huge in gay porn. In every sense. So if you're a horror film fan, come and check out the Trilogy of Terror podcast at strangeanddeadly.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on your podcatcher. One of those people that has a certain charisma and a certain style, and I'm just hoping one day he'll rub off on me. The Trilogy of Terror podcast, where we try three times harder to give you the willies. And welcome back. So, as always, I'm going to be working on rough UK dates for these. Now, I'm fully aware that some of these are already been out in the States. You've seen them. You probably already mentioned them on the page. And you probably already told me if they're good or if you thought they were shit. However, we're starting with a clean slate in the UK. And no horror titles thus far at the cinema, although, like I said in the intro, we're about to get two in one week, which seems baffling considering we could have just released that grudge movie a week ago and everything would have been fine. But no, no, the powers that be, the controlling bodies out there have said, no, let's just have two at the one time. So this is what January looks like from a UK perspective. Um, A title that's made its way, I believe it was released last year, but is making its way well, limited release last year, it's finally making its way into digital format, is a new movie by Lucky McKee. Now, I love me some Lucky McKee. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The Woman is one of the best movies of the last decade, hands down. It's just awesome. If you don't like it, I don't know what else I can do to change your mind. And Lucky McKee was in a bit of a tear before that. May, incredible movie as well. And then it kind of had a misstep. We all want to kind of acknowledge that that cheerleader movie, All Cheerleaders Die or whatever it was, wasn't great. It wasn't great. And I have been waiting to see what he is going to return with. And Kindred Spirits is his new movie. The cast, a pretty interesting cast, but of note, uh, Mashon Blair, who usually stars in Jeremy Sonier movies and has done a bit of directing himself, will be joined alongside Thora Birch. I know, right? Thora motherfucking Birch. Um, the synopsis for this one is he's a successful single mother, carefree sister reappears out of the blue one day to stay with her and her teenage daughter. I literally know nothing about this movie at all. Um, all I know is I like Lucky McKee, I like Mashon Blair and I'm interested to see how Thora Birch has aged more than anything. Uh, I believe it is released this weekend so we'll try and see if there's a UK release for that one. Track it down and get it watched for sure. Let's swing it around. This one's already been out in the States, but officially comes out this weekend in the UK. The Grudge. Directed by Nicholas Pesci. Pesh? I can never pronounce this guy's name. Uh, Starring, most notably, John Cho and Lin Shi. The synopsis for this one. A house is cursed by a vengeful ghost that dooms who enters with a violent death. Now, it's not been getting great reviews in the States. I always temper my expectations. Anyway, I like Nicholas Pesci or Pesh as a director. I like Pearson. I liked um, The Eyes of My Mother. I thought both those movies were excellent. So I am interested to see what he's going to do with The Grudge. Do I think it will be the best horror film? No. <laughs> do I think it will be the worst one? No. I think some people are... And this is no context, I've not seen it yet, but are like really putting the cart before the horses on this by proclaiming it's one of the worst things I've seen all year. Um, granted the year is still young, but let's let's temper expectations here. It's fucking early, guys. You've all just done your end of year list, which means you've been watching nothing but pure gold right through December to create those lists. So maybe it didn't have the bang, but we'll wait and see how it lands. Yeah, um, I know very little about this except that it might be a sequel, uh, although I can't really find any definitive information on that. To be honest, I don't really want to know if it is or not. Um, I love the first couple of Japanese ones. I love the kind of reboot into America first time round with Sarah Michelle Gellar. I think that's a super solid, strong horror remake for sure. Uh, interested to see where it goes. Um, I hope it delivers a couple of creeps, a couple of scares and something a little bit more interesting. I'll be going to see it next week anyway, so a review will be inbound. Joining it this week in the UK and in America, uh, you have The Turning, directed by Flora Sigmondi. 
Now, I think this is a first-time directorial debut for her. She's done a lot of, what, from what I can gather online, kind of shorts and been involved with some cinematography and stuff. Uh, the movie itself stars Mackenzie Davis and a guy who we're going to be seeing a lot of this year, Finn Wolfhard. The synopsis is, a young governess is hired by a man who has become responsible for his young nephew and niece after their parents' death. This is a modern take on the Henry James novella The Turn of the Screw. The Turn of the Screw is something we have seen before, (laughs) so it'll be interesting to see if this one lives up to it. Um, This one's been adapted a few times, I believe, most notably um, in the kind of 50s, 60s, I want to say, is when the original adaptation ran. His mind is going blank, so he can't quite remember it, but... Do I think, do I have any feelings about this one? Probably not. I know very little about it. Um, I haven't actually even seen a trailer for this yet. I know there's been some flying about the place, but I quite like Finn Wolfhard. I'm interested to see it's getting a cinematic run, so be interested to see how it looks overall. And yeah, maybe some creeps, maybe some scares, maybe something ghostly in the background. You never know. You never know with these movies. It could be a sleeper hit, it could be a knockout punch, who knows? Who knows? Uh, The last of the January releases, and I don't think this is out in the UK in January, but it's probably worth mentioning anyway, was Underwater. And I think that may be getting a February release in the UK. Directed by William Eubank, starring Kirsten Stewart, TJ Miller and Vincent Cassell. The synopsis for this one is a crew of aquatic researchers work to get their safety after or work to get to their safety after earthquakes devastate their subterranean laboratory. But the crew has more than the ocean seabed to fear. The trailer for this one I have seen, and it looks fun. Um, reviews that I have kind of caught online, not by podcasters, in- incidentally, but rather by like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, is that the movie's fun. It's a big, silly, creature, monster movie. I've heard Cloverfield mentioned a few times, but I don't know what context that's coming in at. But I'm interested to see it. It certainly looks like some money's been flung at it, and that has my interest for sure. But yeah, Underwater is is due for release in the UK sometime real fucking soon. But like I say, it has been out in the States for, I want to say, two weeks. Um, moving into February. Now, this title, once again, has already come out in the States. But I believe it gets its UK release. Hopefully, fingers crossed, who knows with these things. This month of February, it's The Colour Out of Space. Now, this is the directorial return of the great Richard Stanley. I'm a massive Richard Stanley fan. I love Hardwire and I also love a little bit of Dust Devil and the chance to sit down and see a new movie from him which is not only tackling a bit of Lovecraft which if that doesn't get your nipples tingling I don't know what will but the fact that Nick Cage is in this one and it's the, the essentially the studio behind Mandy then I don't know, I don't know. It looks bonkers, it looks colourful, it looks weird, it looks great, to be honest with you. Um, the synopsis for this one is a town is struck by a meteorite and the fallout is catastrophic. And that's all I need to know about that movie. It's got Nick Cage and Richard Stanley. And Richard Stanley's now announced that he's doing a Lovecraft trilogy and the second one has already been announced and financed, I believe. So yeah, everything is good in my hood right now. More Richard Stanley can only mean a happier Duncan. Also joining it in February, Gretel and Hansel. This is directed by Oz Perkins. This guy, this fuck, this yo, yo, you're good, yo, you're good, yo. Uh, Oz Perkins is a brilliant fucking director, like absolutely phenomenal. I think he is the master of the slow burn at the moment, like a really modern kind of master class and slow burn tension. And this sounds great. The most notable names here is Sophia Lillis. And Alice Krieg, who I've not seen in anything in ages, really like her as an actress. Um, synopsis for this one, I think this one should be familiar to everyone who has a little knowledge of some grim fairy tales. It says, a long time ago in a distant fairy tale countryside, a young girl leads her brother into the dark woods desperate in search for food and work, only to stumble upon a nexus of terrifying evil. Evil. Yep, this looks great as well. Who knows with these things? This is Oz Perkins on the big screen. That gets me excited. He's done some stuff which has made its way to Netflix. And this is this is the big thing for him. So I hope this does really, really well. Once again, all I'm really looking for is creepy and weird. Like, this year, just give me creepy and weird and I'm 
I'm a happy guy. And speaking of creepy and weird, also in February, making its way to physical release in the UK. But weirdly, I think limited run in the States is Come to Daddy. This is directed by Ant Timpson and stars Stephen McHattie and Elijah Wood. Now, this played at Fright Fest last year down in England. And I've heard nothing about this at all. Uh, weird, which is either meaning it's terrible or people were watching other things that were more horror-centric. It looks like it's got a bit of dark comedy to it from the trailer that I saw. The synopsis for this one is a man in his 30s travels to a remote cabin to connect with his estranged father. So yeah, Elijah Wood, I like him. I think he's a great actor. Love his little turn to genre cinema recently and all the work he's doing with Spectavision makes me happy. Uh, this one does look pretty weird and quite uncomfortable and once again makes me makes me smile in a way that I really want to do a lot this year. I really want this year to knock it out of the park. Let's go foreign horror. Let's go Russia. Baba Yaga, Terror of the Dark Forest is scheduled for some sort of release in February. Uh, this one is directed by a Russian lady whose name I cannot pronounce. Svatoslav Podjeskovitsky. I apologise for that horrible pronunciation. And the synopsis is uh, also very convoluted, so I've just put, based on the popular folklore, uh, Baba Yaga, there you go. You, you don't hear it in years, and then Hellboy does not much justice to it last year, and we get one this year. Um, yeah, I know nothing about it. If it comes to a format I can check it, I will check it out. I do quite like me some Russian horror. But let's talk about this one. The return of Hammer Horror to a brand new decade. The Lodge. This is directed by Severin Filia and Veronica Franz. They did Goodnight Mummy, which I really, really, really fucking liked. And this has got an incredible cast as well with Riley Keogh, Richard Armitage and the return of Alicia Silverstone. This feels like the early 90s all over again. The synopsis for this one, a movie which I believe has done the fe festival circuit and people have just said slow and depressing, which once again is like music to my ears, is a soon-to-be stepmom is snowed in with her fiancé, two children, at a remote holiday village. Just as relations begin to thaw between the trio, some strange and frightening events take place. Yeah, I want to see this, really want to see it, can't come quick enough, hope it does well, I want to see Hammer Horror swing for the fences, they have an ambitious goal this decade to return it into a billion dollar business. I don't know if that's quite achievable, but if anyone can do it, Hammer Horror can do it, because Hammer as a studio has existed now for what? like 70, 80 years maybe now? Maybe even 90. Like, we, we're talking about, yeah, maybe 90. I think the 30s or 40s is when that studio started. So nuts that they're still going. Fair play to them. One that I'm incredibly excited about that's coming on Valentine's Day is After Midnight, directed by the great and powerful Jeremy Gardner. Also starring Jeremy Gardner, Bria Grant uh, and Justin Benson. He of The Endless Spring... Resolution, you know, that guy. Um, so, this is Jeremy Gardner returning after Tex Montana will survive, and The Battery, which is maybe one of the best examples of how to make a low budget movie seem fucking incredible, is returning behind the camera. This one also stars Henry Zabrowski, for those that are interested in the last podcast on the left. He's in this movie, he's been talking about it for over a year now. We're finally getting a chance to see it at midnight. Advanced. Reviews for this one call this incredible. Um, so the synopsis for this one is when his long-suffering girlfriend disappears suddenly, leaving a cryptic note as her only explanation, Hank's comfortable life and his sanity begin to crack. Then, from the woods surrounding the house, something terrible starts trying to break in. So yeah, you, I mean, Jeremy Gardner, new movie, February, Duncan's happy, you should be happy as well. Let's see what it brings us, which takes us on. So the sequel to The Boy is coming out, that doll movie, which some people seem to lose their shit over. I thought it was painfully dull. But we've got Bram's The Boy 2, which will be directed by William Brent Bell. It will star Ralph Innocent and Katie Holmes, that's right, the woman that used to be married to that crazy guy Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> the synopsis for this one is, after a family moves into a Hilsher mansion, their son soon to meet friends with a lifelike doll called Brams. The trailer for this one is like a textbook ticking the box exercise for creepy dolls. 
Um, I'm not anywhere near as excited about this movie as other people, but I am prepared to be humbled. I'm prepared to eat some humble pie on this one. I hope it gives me it. But yeah, I'm, I, I didn't really like the first one. This might be an Annabelle syndrome though. That, that second Annabelle movie I still contend was super fucking strong. So maybe the boy 2 will deliver what Annabelle 2 did. You never know. You can never tell. And that's the fun about kind of advanced guessing how the year will play out. Uh, also making its way in February, Blumhouse's Fantasy Island. Now I'm just going to chalk this up to movies Duncan could give less of a fuck about, right? There's a couple of reasons behind it. Now, I do want to stress, I love the sound of this cast. You know, Michael Rooker, Tim Cotez, uh, Lucy Hale and Michael Penner all signed up for this one. It's the director I don't really like. Jeff Wadlow did fucking Paul Blart Mall Cop, which, yeah, that was a movie full, full of nothing that made me smile. And he also did that Truth or Dare movie that came out a couple of years from Blumhouse, which was painfully dumb. So this is a horror adaptation of the popular 70s TV show about a magical island resort. Yeah, the trailer didn't really get me going. It's Blumhouse, so it'll get a big push. There'll be tons of promotion around it. And yeah, we'll see it when it arrives at the cinema. I've no doubt about that one. But... Am I going in expecting a Blumhouse home run? No, no, I actually think this looks, from that trailer, pretty fucking dumb. Um, yeah, I don't know why we're doing this. I don't know why we're, like, trading off the name Fantasy Island to, to pang for nostalgia or people that won't go to the cinema to see it. Because a 70s TV show ain't no one driving out in force to see that or even going to understand the references, so why not just make a horror movie about an island? which has magical powers and not call it Fantasy Island. It's a head-scratcher for me. Uh, the big title for February will be The Invisible Man. Expect this one to be full-on promoted to fuck. This one also with Blumhouse in the background and, of course, Universal. This is the third attempt in the last five years for them to push the Universal Monsters reboot. Uh, the Invisible Man will be directed by Lee Winnell, who... I think is a competent director, but I don't think he's a great director. Uh, but it does have an interesting cast. I love Elizabeth Moss. I will watch her in anything. Also has Oliver Jackson Cohn in it as well. The synopsis, it looks like they're moving into kind of Hollow Man territory here, which in my opinion is not necessarily a bad idea. It says, when Cecilia's abusive ex takes his own life and leaves her his fortune, she suspects his death was a hoax. As a series of coincidences turn lethal, Cecilia works to try and prove that she's being haunted by someone no one can see. And the trailer looked okay, it didn't look amazing. Like I say, I've already got, Hollow Man is not that old a movie. What, it's like 20 years old? It's not that old a movie. And if we're just redoing that again, maybe it'll be interesting. The thing that I'm enjoying here is we're pivoting away from the kind of spending all the time with the Kevin Bacon character and more focusing on the kind of final girl aspect of Elizabeth Moss, which, Elizabeth Moss, which I, I'm i very happy about. I think she's a great actress. So we'll see how that goes. Let's take a look at March. So I'm doing Fright Fest this year, which means I will lump certain Fright Fest movies into March releases, even though they're not officially March releases, but it's worth saying it because they will be covered on podcasts under the stairs. The first one, one that I genuinely, in fact, when I look at the list of three movies here that are playing at Fright Fest uh, in March, I mean, this is boner material for me. Let's kick it off first with VFW, directed by Joe Bigos. Now, Bliss is in my top five for last year. I thought it was incredible. I've heard some people say that VFW is better than Bliss, which, you know, that, whoa, you know, that makes me super happy. It's got David Patrick Kelly, William Sadler, uh, and Martin Cove. That's right, Martin Cove's in this movie. What the fuck? What decade are we in? George Wentz also in it as well. I read that today and I was like, first Bliss, now this. It's so, so strange, so bizarre. Love everything that's happening here. The synopsis is rad as fuck. It says a group of war veterans must defend their local BFW post and their and an innocent teen against a deranged drug dealer and his relentless army of punk mutants. If you are not smiling right now, you are fucking soulless and stop listening to this show right now. 
so yeah that is coming up in March um, at Fright Fest so I will have seen it at Fright Fest but I believe it's also going to be available on Blu-ray in the States I don't think it'll get any sort of cinematic run over here it'll probably make its way straight to DVD and Blu-ray but when it does you need to check it out show some Bigos some love that's what I'm saying about that one other titles that are making their way to Fright Fest in Glasgow uh, Syn- Synchronic which is a new movie by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Now, I've just mentioned Justin Benson when I was talking about After Midnight. These two guys are on the best tier ever. I thought The Endless was incredible. You heard me speak about it a couple of years ago. Uh, Resolution's a great movie. Spring is an incredible movie. This is them putting out a little something for you all there. This one's a big budget as well. We have Jamie Dornan and Anthony Mackie as the two main uh, performers here. The synopsis, once again, is exactly what you would expect from Benson and Moorhead. It's two New Orleans paramedics' lives are ripped apart after they encounter a series of horrific deaths linked to a designer drug with bizarre, otherworldly effects. I mean, yes, yes, please, yes, please give me this. I'm so happy right now. So that's Synchronic, playing at Fright Fest. It's one of the, it's the opener actually. It's the first movie that plays on the Thursday night. So I will be high as fuck after this movie bouncing off the walls for sure. Saint Maud is the other one uh, which is playing during it and I believe it does get either a March or an April release in the UK. It's directed by Rose Glass. It's got Moffat Clark and Jennifer Ely as the cast in there. E24 are putting this one out which if you're an E24 fan like I am you're a happy guy. This has also done the runs at, I believe, Fright Fest down in London and played some of the festivals to relatively good reviews. It says it follows a pious nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. I am in. Sounds great. Uh, Next one, Hunter's Moon. This is coming straight to VOD, I believe. Uh, Directed by Michael Chiasi and stars Thomas Jane and Sean Patrick Flannery. The reason I put this one in is Thomas Jane's been doing a lot of genre stuff just now and it makes me very happy. And this one has the greatest poster and the greatest synopsis. A sheriff makes a strange discovery when he gets called to an orchard where three teenage sisters are being attacked by a band of young delinquents. Watch the trailer and see what I mean uh, when it comes to Hunter's Moon. It looks like it could be really fucking good. Really, 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 really good. The big title in March of course will be a quiet place to expect this one to draw a ton or expect this one to draw like all the money all the money this will be I would imagine and I'm going to be comfortable with this one I think this is going to be the highest grossing horror movie of 2020 um, this one is the return of John Krakinski I can't pronounce that <laughs> Krasinski that sounds better um, Emily Blunt re- returning to obviously the Krakinski man can't return to that's a mild spoiler alert for the first movie but it does have Cillian Murphy which yeah I'm kind of cool with that and the synopsis for this one is following the events at home the Abbott's family now face the terrors of the outside world forced to venture into the unknown they realise the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threat lurking beyond the sand path Uh, yeah this is going to be great I loved the first one I maybe didn't love it as much as some people were really losing their shit over A Quiet Place I thought The Quiet Place was an excellently well crafted well scripted well acted exercise in suspense when I thought about it too much it all fell apart but A Quiet Place 2 I will happily go and see this at the cinema and I'm looking forward to see what happens with it and I kind of hope the cinema was as quiet as it was when I watched the first one but that'll be your big title for not only March I imagine for the year let's take a look at April April has a couple of really interesting titles associated with it the first one being Antlers Everything I've learned about this movie just makes me incredibly excited to see it. It's directed by Scott Cooper. Uh, he's done a lot of shit, by the way. Like, see, when you, like, take a second, type in Scott Cooper at IMDb and take a little look at what that guy's got his name against. Uh, Kenny Russell's in this one and Jesse Plemons. Uh, the synopsis for this one is a small town Oregon teacher and her brother, the local sheriff, become entwined... Uh, with a young student harbouring a dangerous secret 
with frightening consequences. Yeah, we, out with the lack of trailer at the moment, or substantial trailer, the poster artwork and just the kind of feel of it is kind of weird and creepy, which like I said before is what I'm looking forward to this year. Also coming out in April, Blumhouse again with Antebellum. Um, what do we say about this one? Jared Bush is in it. Uh, oh, sorry, Jared Bush directs it. Um, starring Janelle Monin and Eric Lang. Successful author Veronica finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. So I checked out the trailer for this one today. It looks pretty cool. It, it looks surprisingly cool. Um, it looks different, which you expect from Blumhouse. They're doing their, their kind of demographic for hitting everything at the moment is just like throw a cluster grenade in and what sticks sticks. So yeah, I am weirdly optimistic about this one. Uh, the big title in April will be The Return of Saw. We think the name might now be Spiral from the Book of Saw because that leaked today but there's still no confirmation. In fact, details about this one are still surprisingly scarce. Uh, we'll see the return of Dernlin Bowsman, who has been interviewed on podcasts on the stairs a couple of years ago when he did an adaptation of one of his comic book things, which was actually pretty cool. If memory serves, I quite liked that one. Cast a couple of powerful names here with Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rocks. Uh, and here, the synopsis we don't know. It's just described as a reimagining of the horror film. So, so I don't know what that means. It'll be a continuation. They'll not go back to basics or back to the start in this one, but I have no idea where we're going to end up with this one. The only detail I believe I do know is that Samuel L. Jackson will play Chris Rock's dad. That's it. It will most likely be the big name just for name recognition, so it's probably going to be the biggest title in April, and we'll see where this one goes. June, let's talk about a couple of big titles. One which I think will perform okay, another one which I think will perform incredible. Uh, the one that will perform okay, and I really feel it should, I, I'm so interested about this one, is the Candyman spiritual sequel, remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it, which Jordan Peele has had a hand in. Not only has he helped with the writing of it, so the adaptation of the Clyde Barker novel, um, but he also handpicked as a producer the director of this one, which is Nina DaCosta. It stars yet. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II and Tony Todd and it's classed as a spiritual sequel to the 1992 horror film Candyman that, now, that, that returns the now gentrified Chicago neighbourhood where the legend began. So yeah, back to Caribbean Green uh, to see what happens there. We'll see what happens overall. I, I mean, I'm interested. We've been talking about this one for a while and it seems like a, an obvious slam dunk. But weirder things have happened. Like, to me, Us showed that with Jordan Peele, he has incredible vision, but doesn't always have the ability to nail it down like he did in a concise way would get out. He's now playing with a big name. Candyman, like that first movie, to horror fans, is legit sacred territory. So we'll see how this one works out. It's no doubt in my mind, the big talking point for June is going to be the new Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife, directed by son of the late great Ivan Reitman. It's Jason Reitman. This one stars, I believe, all the original cast, minus Ivan Reitman, of course. But we've got McKenna Grace, Annie Potts and Finn Wolfhard. Told you we'd hear about him again. And the synopsis for this one is when a single mum and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection right, remember that, to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. One would assume that that grandfather will be Egon, played by the late Ivan Reitman. But yeah, we've been finding out today, Bill Murray's definitely doing a, you know, um, you, you're, you've got a, oh, fuck, the whole cast, whose name, or all the names are escaping me, because there's so many details on the on the page right now in front of me but yeah like I, I believe everyone's coming everyone is apparently coming back for this one Paul Rudd is also going to be in it so we'll see how it goes uh, they've taken a shot at rebooting this already with a female cast and everyone hated it I didn't check it out because I, I love that original Ghostbusters movie that's as far as my love goes that second movie is kind of fucking dumb if I'm honest um, I'm not the biggest fan of it I don't think it's bad by any stretch of the imagination it's just not anything I rush back to check out whereas that first one's on you will have to drag me away with a herd of horses away from the screen watching the first one um, yeah I, I mean I'll go and see it at the cinema I am quietly optimistic 
I want to think that we've done well here. Certainly the teaser trailers and stuff like that look and feel familiar. And that's that's a good sign for me. No one's trying to reinvent the wheel, which sometimes is a good thing when you're dealing with reboots. Let's take a look at July. The only title thus far mentioned for July, and I'm fairly sure July will fill up, because July last year was fucking busy. You were talking Midsummer at that point and Fabric, some big titles. Uh, July has The Purge 5 whatever it will be called. Um, it's the final outing for The Purge. This is I'm closing it out. It's going to be directed by Everando Gout. Um, and the plot is unknown. It just says the fifth and final instalment of The Purge film series. Okay? Now, there is even less details known about August's titles. So the big titles in August, and we're all over the page with this one. Uh, the first one is The Empty Man, which there's next to no information on at all. So, I don't even know. So we're just going to see The Empty Man, expected in August, uh, TBC on details. Escape Room 2, which Adam Robital will be coming back to direct. Um, it stars Taylor Russell, Isabel Furman and India Moore. No details on this one. I would imagine it's going to be a larger world look at Escape Room. I wasn't a big fan of Escape Room. I thought it was hella fucking dumb like real to the point where i was like no one's buying this shit surely and at the end of that movie they do a kind of inspector gadget-esque reveal um you know i'll get you next time gadget sort of thing which really really made my nuts tighten so and not in a nice way so i'm i could not give less fucks about escape room 2 if i'm honest the one that'll be really interesting is the new james wan movie once again james wan is like all over the fucking place with this as well Malignant is the name of his one and it is being touted as his Jarl which yeah I know what you're thinking did Duncan just fucking spaff in his pants yes he kind of did um, this is going to be a big screen Jarl I'm like how much more excited can Duncan be the only thing that's kind of sour in that is once again not to jump on the, the heat one train I think he's inconsistent as a director. I don't think he's done anything good since Death Sentence. So, we'll see how this one goes. He's It's a passion project, which makes me excited. He didn't have to do it. He could be doing all those massive Hollywood movies. The fact he's used his power to give him the opportunity to direct a Jallo makes me kind of excited. And I know he likes Jallos because he's behind Saw and there are big references in Saw to Deep Red. So... Yeah, it's got Annabelle Willis, uh, Maddie Hansen and George Young in it. And it's coming in August. It's my most anticipated movie in August. It's actually one of my most anticipated movies in the back half of the year. September, another couple of crackers coming in. The big one, the one that will do crazy money and might like chase A Quiet Place in terms of revenue, although I still think A Quiet Place will beat it out, is the third Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It, starring, of course, Vera Faminga, Patrick Wilson, but also has Julian Hillard. This one will be directed by Michael Chavez. He did that, The Curse of Ilorona. And yeah, I, I, once again, I don't mind the first Conjuring movie. Really didn't think much of that second Conjuring movie. Third one, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. And there's no plot details at all out with. This is the third instalment of the Conjuring franchise. It's going to do crazy business in September, so keep your eyes peeled for that. The one I'm super excited about uh, is the return of Edgar Wright to the horror genre. Smiley face for Duncan. Uh, last night in Soho, we'll see him work with Matt Smith, Anya Taylor-Joy and Tasman McKenzie. The synopsis for this one sounds fun, sounds quirky, sounds everything you would expect from Edgar Wright, to be honest. A young girl, passionate in fashion design, is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer. But in 60s London is not what it seems, and time it seems to fall apart with shady consequences. Yeah, Edgar Wright, directing horror. Happy fucking Duncan, let's fucking do it. That'll be coming out in September. Which brings us to October. Now, beyond October, we don't have anything concrete. Although I imagine some of the titles I'm going to mention after the October ones could be coming towards the end of the year. So keep your eyes peeled for that. October has two big names in here, as you would expect. One is a remake of Roald Dahl's The Witches. This one uh, is going to apparently have a southern gothic vibe. Duncan is happy, so set in the deep south. Directed by Robert Zemeckis, who's mostly known for doing kind of more comedy stuff, so it'll be interested to see 
how this goes. It's got an incredible cast, a couple of names worth checking out is Anne Hathaway, Stanley Tucci and Octavia Spencer, who's in everything and brilliant in everything at the moment. Uh, if you don't know, it's based on the Roald Dahl 1983 book The Witches. The story tells the scary, funny, imaginative tale of seven-year-old boy who's a run-in with some real-life witches. It's going to be big. It's going to be a big title and I imagine, depending on the age range, this is going to clean up in October. This is going to be your big October kind of family movie, I imagine. The big October title though, the one that's going to do big business in the end of the year, although I don't think it's going to do Conjuring Money or, believe it or not, I don't think it's going to do um, A Quiet Place to Money either, is the middle instalment of this kind of rebooted Halloween series that we're getting. We'll get the final instalment next year, but Halloween Kills will be out in October as well, mid-October I believe, directed once again by David Gordon Green and starring Kelly Richards, Jamie Lee Curtis and Judy Greer. Uh, the synopsis for this one is the saga of Michael Myers, Laurie Strode continues in the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series. So Halloween Ends comes out next year and it's, as it seems, the final instalment, although we have heard this many, many, many times before. Halloween Kills is going to be the middle one. Uh, yeah, I'm interested. I, I liked that return. Once again, it wasn't in my like top 10 or even top 20, I think, but I liked it. I thought it came back strong in a way which did make me smile and I thought it delivered a lot of bang for its buck. Um, the fact that they then said they were going to do another two movies and it was always going to be a spiritual trilogy, all that pish that you usually hear, which you only ever hear when a movie does really well. You notice that? Like, see if a movie doesn't do well. You never hear spiritual trilogy or it was planned as a trilogy or there was always planned to be five parts because that doesn't come up in conversation which is weird, but yeah, I imagine this one will do well. So there you go, that is your list of movies to be expected in January to October. You can look out for Kindred Spirits, The Grudge, The Turing, eh, sorry, The Turning, not The Turing, Underwater, The Colour of Space, Gretel and Hansel, Come to Daddy, Baba Yaga, The Lodge, After Midnight, Brahms, The Boy 2, Blumhouse's Fantasy Island and The Invisible Man, VFW, A Quiet Place 2, Hunter's Moon, Synchronic and Saint Maud, Antlers, Antebellum, Spiral from the Book of Saw, Candyman, Ghostbusters Afterlife, The Purge, final instalment thing, Purge 5 technically, Malignant, The Empty Man, Escape Room 2, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, Last Night in Soho, The Witches and the Halloween Kills. So you've got like a good, what, 38 horror movies, 37 horror movies on that list, which is kind of fucking nuts, but that's what you have to expect here. Here are ones that we expect this year that don't have release dates yet, starting with Wrong Turn The Foundation. Now this is all but like academic is coming out this year, we just don't know when. Directed by Mike P. Nelson and starring Matthew Modine, Emma Dumont and Charlotte Vega. The synopsis for this one is known, it says friends, friends hiking in the Appalachian Trails are confronted by the Foundation, a community of people that have lived in the mountains for hundreds of years. So we know that one. Um, yeah, I, I'm sick of this franchise, if I'm honest. I, I, I'll catch it one day. Uh, Army of the Dead, which will be a big push for Netflix. This is a Netflix um, presentation directed by Zack Snyder, starring Dave Bautista. Um, following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off their greatest heist ever attempted. So yeah, that one. Uh, Boys in the Wood. <laughs> I kind of giggled a bit too much on that one. Uh, horror comedy directed by Nina Doff, uh, starring Eddie Izzard, Katie Dickens and James Cosmo. It's set in the Scottish Highlands, so you know you've got me in already. Boys in the Woods uh, is an anarchic cocktail of generational politics, hip-hop loving farmers and hallucinogenic rabbit shites. That's right, that's a thing. We're going to get the return of the Collector series with The Collected. Uh, directed by longtime director of the series, Markin, Marcus Dunstan, uh, and featuring Josh Stewart, Doc Murray Jones, and Navi Rawat. The synopsis for this one is it's the third film in the Collector franchise, the follow up to 2012's The Collection. Um, and that is all we have on that. <laughs> no, no real synopsis there. One that is expected towards the end of the year. I expect this out towards the, like, probably December. Uh, this is another Netflix. It's I'm Thinking of Ending Things, directed by author and sometimes director Charlie Kaufman. This one, great cast as well. Jesse Buckley, Tony Collette and Jesse Plemons. 
The synopsis for this one is an expected detour causes a woman who's trying to figure out how to break up with her boyfriend to rethink her life. So that's all I know about this one. Fear Street, uh, which is apparently based on the R.L. Stein book series. And we're going to be getting a few of these. This is how confident they are. It's going to start Gillian Jacobs, Charlene Amore and Ashley Zuckerman. It uh, just says a murder mystery shake-up or a murder mystery shakes up the town of Shadyside, Ohio. There we go. That's all we know, but it is due this year. As well as False Positive, directed by John Lee, which stars Justin Thoreau, Pierce Brosnan and Sophia Bush with no plot details known about it. It is due out this year, though, apparently. Uh, we will also have Terrifier 2, maybe. I actually think that might be next year. But uh, Damien Leone will direct um, David Howard Thornton and Felicia Rose uh, for a synopsis that's been listed as After being resurrected by a sinister entity, Art the Clown returns to Miles County where he must hunt down and destroy a teenage girl and a younger brother um, on Halloween night. Could not give less of a fuck about this one. Didn't like the previous one. You've heard me talk about it. One that I'm super excited about. No release date for this one. Out with it should be coming this year is There's Someone Inside Your House, which is the return of Patrick Bryce, who has done the Creep movies, Creep 1 and 2. I'm assuming he's doing this one while they're getting Creep 3 off the ground. Uh, it stars Theodore Perlin, Sarah Dugdale, uh, and Sydney Park. Synopsis for this one is a teenage girl is troubled by a series of murders occurring at a high school. I can't wait for this one. Give me this one. Uh, as well as this one coming up as well, which is also due this year, You Should Have Left. It's directed by David Keop. Uh, stars great cast here, Amanda Seyfried, Kevin Bacon and Jeff Bell. A screenwriter travels to a remote house in the Alps with his family so he can write the sequel to his big film hit, but begins to regret his decision after suffering from a severe case of writer's block. Yeah, this is the one that I believe from what I heard was compared to... Isn't this the one that the compared to The Shining? Was it The Shining in the White House? Is that what I heard? Uh, some people talking about. So yeah, I, like, it sounds great. Give me it. Give me it all. Um, and the last one worth mentioning, just because it's got maybe the most rad poster I've seen out of all the posters, is The Pale Door, which is due to be directed by and released this year by R&B Kunst, starring Melora Walters, Zachary Knighton and Noah Segan. Uh, this is a western horror. Once again, makes me happy. After a train robbery goes bad, two brothers lead a gang of cowboys and they must survive the night in a ghost town inhabited by a coven of witches. That's the pale door. So expected titles are Wrong Turn the Foundation, Army of the Dead, Boys in the Woods, The Collected, um, I'm thinking of ending things. Fear Street, False Positive, Terrifier 2, There's Something Inside Your House, You Should Have Left in the Pale Door. That brings our total over 40 movies that are on my list of things to see this year. And you know what it's like, this is January, there's going to be so much coming out that we don't know about yet. Indie movies, stuff that's going to be doing the rounds on festival runs. And mention all the stuff that's coming out of Fright Fest that I'm going to be checking out. So yeah. An exciting time to be a horror fan. It genuinely looks like 2020 is going to cater for everyone. Whether you like horror comedies, whether you like something a bit more surreal, whether you like something art house, gory. This year has y'all back, son. So get ready for 2020 to stick its finger where it is not expected or wanted. <laughs> and give you a swirly. Um, okay. That is uh, that is our conversational point and discussion finished for this episode. I'm going to take my final break and when I come back, I'm closing out the show right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. You've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 218. Ladies and gents, we have just looked at the year that will be 2020 with some details about the movies, who are going to be in them, the directors, and just some of my general thoughts, the kind of off-the-cuff remarks about these movies and what I think, expect, or don't expect from them. So hopefully that is keep. Well, hopefully that's given you a lot of food for thought, put some movies on the list for you to check out, and maybe giving you a little bit of surprise to realise that this year is going to be super fucking busy. 
so we better all start knuckling down of course as and when the movies are released you can expect reviews of all those movies on the podcast under the stairs there's a multitude of ways to check out this show of course check us out on Apple Podcasts subscribe to and leave us a rating and a review it's the best way to support us over here you can also check us out on Stitcher Smart Radio SoundCloud Google Play TuneIn Spotify and all those other places all those catchers out there Go and check us out, subscribe to our feeds, and make sure you don't miss anything that the podcast Under the Stairs does in 2020. Also go across and check out that Tea Putts Collective. Brand new shows alternating every single Friday for the whole of the year. So more content than you can shake a fucking angry stick at. That's uh, the Tea Putts Collective, available at all those same locations. So no excuses, ladies and gents no excuses you can check out everything housed on one website though and that's tpatscast.com the whole collective is over there as well links to all the shows etc etc you can buy merch to support podcasts under the stairs from tpatscast.bigcartel.com you can visit us on facebook facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tpatscast to interact with other listeners uh, of this show and fans of horror movies in general while you're at that while you're busy doing stuff uh, why not check out the main page, which is the collective page, which is facebook.com forward slash cast. You can check out live streams over there and post that will link you to all the shows as and when they go live. So that's cast. Okay? You following me? You understand what I'm saying? You can interact with myself and the bands on the Twin Prongs of social media sex, and this Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at tputzcast. While you're at it, check us out in the Flick Chat app. It's free and available on Android and iOS. We have the main page there is the John Code Teapots Cast, and there are message boards for all the shows on the network as well as podcasts under the stairs with all its subsets as well. The message board posts you jump into, interact, and if you don't want to read them, you can mute them. It's as easy as that. Foot chat, great way to interact with podcasters and other listeners. Whoo, we did it, folks. We did it. The podcast under the stairs will return to you on Sunday with Day of Anger, which is the next instalment in our Arrow video assortment. And like I said, Teapots Collective, tomorrow, the return of Chronicle, a nine-part series looking at folk horror, British folk horror from the 1960s to the 2010s. Couldn't ask for much more than that. But until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan English broadcasting live from under the stairs and I... I'm signing off.